Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with my buddy, Thomas P. Dorian. Present. And uh, so we're still in uh, Easter. We are. I-, I love that Easter is like, it seems like, you know, 500 days long. It's awesome. It's 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 wonderful. It's a season. It is a season unto itself. It is. Now, I will say that towards the end of Easter, you know, the, the lilies start to fade just a little bit and kind of yeah. droop. And yep. those church ladies getting in there, putting the water in there, trying to make it. Make Keep it all better, going. yeah. But but we we stretch them. I, I think that you know eight Sundays is about all you can squeeze out of a an iris. Exactly. But all that said, it's still beautiful. Still smells wonderful, and we get to say Alleluia. We, we, we right. missed we missed that word for so long. Uh, you know, it's funny how you you don't get it, and then you get it, and it's like I really like it takes, this. It takes on a whole new meaning. It's like when I I did the Atkins diet one time, and I just craved McDonald's French fries, <laughs> you know. And so for the period of time I was dieting. It's like all I could think about with those French fries. <laughs> so then I gained back like eight hundred pounds, yeah. you know, after the diet. In so one month. But um, I, you know what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk today about one of the readings that we have in this um, uh, in this time um, uh, in in the, in the middle of the Easter season, so the mm-hmm. third Sunday of Easter. And you know, uh, and it, there's a, several readings. They're all important. They're wonderful. It's the Word of God. And the gospel is from the 21st chapter of John. Okay. And it's a long reading. It is. Now, some people might have the shorter form, mm-hmm. right? Uh, some of the pastors like to do the shorter form. Uh, but if you do the shorter form, you won't hear the part of the gospel that I'm talking about today. I want to hear it. Um, so we're going to talk about that. But really, essentially, I'll set up the story. You know, it's it's after the resurrection. Okay. You know, and uh, so the guys are out... Um, fishing, makes doing, sense. They're back to work. Yeah, makes sense. It's like, well, I guess that thing's over with. I guess, and I know they're trying to figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Jesus comes to them, and we get all these details. Mm-hmm. We get all these details about that appearance, right? And the, it starts, you know, at at that time, Jesus revealed himself again uh, to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Mm-hmm. And then it goes in through this long description of all the details of what was happening and and uh, and all of the the uh, you know what was said, who said it, and it kind of seems like a lot of details. And uh, it's about you know Jesus like saying, "Hey guys, y'all catch anything?" Right. You know, and they they didn't recognize him and all that stuff. And that's all important stuff. That's all important you know detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially. Um, Jesus sits down and they have breakfast kind of a deal, mm-hmm. right? And then it goes on and it's like a really it's one of my favorite parts of the gospels. Okay. Is where and I'll read through it. This this part's really neat. It's in the longer form now. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, "Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these?" Simon Peter answered him, "Yes, Lord, you know that I love you." Jesus said to him, "Feed my lambs." He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. 
You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he said this, he said to him, follow me. That is a powerful piece of gospel right there. It is. And there's so much going on we can talk about. I just want to kind of break this down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, there's this part of this that, that talks about, you know, who is Peter? Mm-hmm. And, I, and our separated brothers and sisters, our Protestant friends, don't see this as anything special. But we, again, as Catholics, look at this and go, like, Jesus is preparing Peter for something extremely important. He's the rock. That's right. He's the rock on which the, the, the Jesus would build his church. Right. I mean, he's the first pope. He is. Right? And so this, this idea that Jesus is saying, you know, do you love me? You know, tend my feet, feed, feed, uh, tend my lambs, feed my sheep. This, it's like he's helping, preparing him to be a shepherd right. of the people. And again, we see this as Catholics. It's not a problem that he's only talking to Peter at the time. Mm-hmm. Because theoretically, he was having breakfast with the boys. Right. Right? But Peter is who he is focusing on here. Right. And so we Catholics, look at that, so well, that's a no-brainer because... He's the one who's going to be feeding sheep and tending the lambs and feeding sheep and doing all that stuff. Right. Right, where the others are not going to have that same role. They're, they're an, it's an important role, being an right. apostle. Right. But, but Peter's the guy. He is the guy. And he needs to, I mean, there are several times in Scripture where Jesus talks to Peter specifically and gives him sort of specific designation, specific uh, um, support, specific, specific, you know, uh, inspiration and guide guidance, and and he he works with him like like he's he's training him. Oh, big time! You know, and so I, he's I also look forgiving at this. him though too. Now, see, that's another cool part. Uh, is is and in the doing, context? He's doing it by tormenting him to a degree. He gets can, a little. Can, can, can you imagine the anguish that Peter was going through while he was right. asking him those questions? Well, it's like why he you keep asking me? Daggered each time. Now. A lot of people don't realize that we translate that the three times he says love, that Jesus says, do you love me? Mm-hmm. The first two times he uses a word that is love, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, the third time is agape love, mm-hmm. right? Which is like a sort of a total, okay, you're saying you love me, but do you love me? Really, really right, love Exactly. Me. I mean, to, to, the, to the very core of who you are. Right. Uh, will you uh, totally give everything? Yeah, and that's why we look at that and go, see, this has a, about this is about his papacy, right? This is this is focusing on his papacy. Mm-hmm. Now, what I love is you mentioned forgiveness. It's it's in the context of something very important. A lot of people might miss this little detail, but if you ask how many times did did uh, Jesus prophesy that Peter would deny him mm-hmm. before the cock crowed three times, three times, and so. That may be significant, but you know, a three, again, the, the, the Hebrew, a Hebraic number of three, how important that is, and of course, God revealing himself, Father, Son, the Trinity, mm-hmm. right? And so we know three is a sort of a, a number of, uh, of eternity, you know? And, uh, and so this idea that Peter denies him three times is like a total and complete denial, right? right? But how many times does he offer Peter the opportunity? Same number, three right, times. Right, three times. And mm-hmm. there's a lot to be you know, garnered from that little tidbit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like we'll we'll talk about that in a minute because I think it's really powerful uh, to see that he weaves that part mm-hmm. into the context of. By the way, you're the Pope. You need to act like one. Right. Right? And now he's not dissatisfied and angry with Peter, but he still continues to teach him even after the resurrection. Right. Right? And so this idea of, you know, of you're the Pope, um, and you, you, you need to be the Pope. You, you need to, uh, to feed and uh, tend. Tend. Right? Because that's, that's essentially what's going to be coming up to you. And, th- and th- then how the thing ends how that particular gospel uh, ends is, again, powerful because a lot of people miss it. You're going to be carried away. Well, it's like, so you used to dress yourself, <laughs> right? You, and go where you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And so what Jesus is saying is your arms will be outstretched. Right. I mean, that's a crucifixion, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're not going to be where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You're going to get crucified. Right. Right. And, and certainly, and someone else will dress you. Oh yeah, yeah, or maybe undress you, right? Yeah. It's just like it's like if you were given that orange jumpsuit if you go into prison, somebody else dressed you. That's right, right? And you're going to a place you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Now Peter's not going to prison. Peter's going to be you know liberated from this world, and and he's essentially going to die a martyr's death right on a cross. Um, but still, it's a difficult road. It is right, but it speaks to Jesus saying, "This is the the total agape love. Do you love me so much?" That you'd be willing to hang on a cross for me. Right. right. Right? And so do you love the church that I'm founding on you, the rock? Will you give everything for it? Is it a total agape love? Mm-hmm. And see, that's the, man, that's the powerful thing. And again, again, from a Catholic perspective, we're, we're not surprised by this. Not at all. I mean, you think about some of the great popes in the past, and you think about uh, just recently Pope St. John Paul II. Mm-hmm. And he died a heroic death. Mm-hmm. Even though he seemed to wither away mm-hmm. physically, you know his body tormented, right? And yet he 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 endured, mm-hmm. and his mind still sharp as attack all the way to that to that very end, You're right? And was still functioning fully, and it's a total love for Jesus, total love for the church, total yeah. love for the people of of God, and he continued to tend the sheep and feed the lambs until the day he took his last breath, right? And you look at that and go. See, that's what's cool about these popes. Yeah. Right? It's a special it's a special guy yeah. that does that. Total and sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh you know, it's not something that we should take lightly, but I don't I don't think that Peter at that moment in time realized you know what he was going to be called to do. No, I don't think he did either. I, fe- I think he felt empowered though. You know, Christ said or he told him that he loved him three times after those three questions. And so I think Christ's response to him, I think, empowered him, though. Yeah, I think so. I wish, I wish the story went on. And, oh, then, yeah. what, and then what did Peter say? <laughs> you know, how did he react to that? Right. Because we all know what that's about. Yeah. And looking at that thing, and that's got to be, a, that's gotta be a, a difficult thing for Peter to have endured. And, and you mentioned that, uh, you know, Peter was just a little, getting a little snarky he was. with the Lord. He right. was. It's like he almost. I, I think he almost wanted to say, "Dude, did you not hear me the first time?" Well, I think he was also begging him to a degree. I think in in his heart, he was hurting so bad. You know, I messed up three times, and please forgive me three times. I, you know, I love you. Please stop. I oh love no, you. see that may be, but maybe he didn't even realize that. Yeah. Right. Maybe that was sneaking up on him. Yeah. The forgiveness part. Yeah. 
Because um, I, I imagine, do you think he felt a little guilty? I mean, do you think? Oh, totally. Yeah, he left him and he wept. I, I will. I yeah, bit, wept bitterly. It says big time. That's that's not just crying, right? Weeping no. bitterly. That's a no. soul wrenching, gut wrenching. Yeah. Cry. Yeah. Um, and it's like you feel like a total failure. Complete. And what does Jesus do? He builds him back up. Exactly. Right. Exactly so it's right. like with his love, then he's going to be able to do his job as a pope. That's exactly right. And that that carries on from generation to generation, right? Apostolic Amen. succession. Amen. So that same love Jesus has and that same love Jesus demands and requires and, and requests of everyone mm-hmm. is what continues to inform the popes year after year after year. That's right. All right, so we have a lot more to talk about. I want to focus a little bit on that forgiveness angle of thing again. Right. Because uh, that, that's going to open up a lot of questions about ourselves mm-hmm. as we go forward. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Also, like us, share us, Facebook comments, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Right? Love to hear from you. Uh, and with that, we'll be right back. And this is another great moment in church history. How do we determine that we are following God's will? Perhaps if it is virtuous, then God wants us to do it. But if it is a pious, good, and virtuous act, is that enough to tell us that God has willed it to be done, and it is what He wants for us? This can get tricky. But St. Ignatius of Loyola can help. St. Ignatius of Loyola was a Spanish saint born in the late 15th century who became the principal founder and the first superior general of the Society of Jesus, better known as the Jesuits. St. Ignatius devised a simple test for determining God's will in our lives. He tells us that we must look at the fruits of what we are doing. That will tell us whether or not God willed it to be done. If it has good fruits peace, harmony, and happiness, then it is more likely that we are following the will of God. If it has bad fruits, discord, pain, and disharmony, then it is more likely that we are not properly discerning God's will in our lives. A man wakes at 4 a.m. every day and spends four hours in prayer, which would ordinarily be viewed as a virtuous act. But if he is married, he may encounter a wife who becomes angered by the fact that he is no longer helping her get the household ready for the day, making breakfast and bathing and dressing the children. St. Ignatius would tell us that because of the bad fruits of his morning ritual, the upset wife, the disharmony in the household, the man might be being influenced by the evil one, Satan, who often comes to us in the guise of light. St. Ignatius would suggest that if the same man prayed the same amount, but at times of the day more in accord with his family's schedule, the fruits might very well include a more harmonious household and a happier wife. Thus, St. Ignatius would tell us that this was truly following the will of God. So often in our daily lives, we need affirmation that the road we have chosen was indeed the one that God had intended us to take. While the world may tell us one thing about the choices we make, the fruits of those choices cannot lie. We need only to take the time to examine our actions and their results to determine if God was truly served in carrying them out. 
because of his life dedicated to the good fruits of a faith-filled life in Christ, St. Ignatius was canonized a saint in the year 1622. His feast day is July 31st. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. It's deja vu all over again. I'm Deacon Jeff. We're still in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. And, you know, amazingly, during that break... Like a cameo. Very (laughs) informative, wonderful uh, talk from my wife, Bess. What, we get a knock on the door, and who joins us? But Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. I'm here. I'm so glad. Now, you know, a lot of people don't realize, we love Sam, and... uh, there's a studio next to ours, and they're they're in there doing a baking show. Uh, and Sam was in there, and for whatever reason, thought that's where he was supposed to be. Where are the samples? He oh, didn't bring I, hear, well, I stuffed them in my pocket. Do you want yeah, to have no, one? No, I'm no, good. That's I'm all right. Good. We're we're good. So we're glad he found his way to the correct studio. Yeah. Uh, and so he's going to finish the show out with us. Sam, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here as well. All right. Very good. So we have talked about um, this whole uh, reading from John, the 21st chapter of John, where. Uh, Jesus reveals himself to the apostles, right? They're out fishing, and then he shows up, and then he cooks a little breakfast, you know, and they're kind of eating and hanging out, and then he spends some time with Peter specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we talked about uh, Peter and the papacy and what Jesus was doing and building him up and helping Peter to know that he had to give his total, full agape love to Jesus, to be willing to die for Jesus. And uh, this was all important thing about the the Pope and whatever, so we're not going to talk about popes anymore. Okay. Just want to make that clear. That's my favorite. I know, I know, but that's okay. So, we, but, but we also mentioned a little bit, spent a little bit of time talking about this concept of forgiveness and the idea that, that when, when, I mean, probably the most heinous betrayal in all of human history mm-hmm. to deny that you were hanging out with Jesus. Yeah. After Jesus said, you're going to deny me maybe three this, times. Maybe the second most heinous betrayal. And the first one was what? When Judas, Judas betrayed him. Yeah, well, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I, thought, I thought you were going to say the bad haircut you received. That yeah, one that no, could no. have been bad. That's number three. No. That's very close. <laughs> but, 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 but you're right. It's just like it's terrible that like a, a person who's supposed to be a follower right. gets weak at the knees. And you know what's cool about that? Yeah. Is Jesus never talked about it. No. All and, he did was ask him if he loved him. And so, so that's cool. I think right? that's totally. Cool. But I just, I would think, you, could you do that? No, I couldn't either. I would go, go through a list. Of We're like, going to talk about what I, you did to me. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the fact that you want my forgiveness, but let's talk about it first, <laughs> right? No, Jesus, it's, it's an, essentially it's an unconditional thing, right? Exactly, right? It's an unconditional thing, and and it's the it's the right answer. It's love, total, right? Do you love me? Look, mm-hmm. if you love me, then you don't have to worry about uh, you don't have to worry about what you did, right? Right. And I can only think of like one other place in a Catholic church where you might be able to experience that. Maybe a confessional. Yeah, it's a confessional. Maybe. Yeah. It's a stretch. Guess. Well, no, it is a stretch because that's Jesus in there. That's and true. And essentially, it's your opportunity to say, I love you. I mean, it's an exchange of I love yous. Yeah. Lay it I mean, out there. So you, you do that. You're, you're, you're showing up in that little confessional mm-hmm. is essentially your, your repentance. It's it's like I it's your turn like the prodigal son it's your your uh, reversion your conversion your uh, repentance where you 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 turn it's like I want to do better right and so when you show up in there it's essentially an opportunity Jesus gives you the opportunity to say do you love me 
right? Yeah. And so there's something really beautiful about that conversation. I think about uh, now. I I I know Tom that. We usually like to talk about how you and your wife argue all the time, but we're not going to do that for whatever reason today. No. Maybe yeah. because she's sitting about four and a half feet from you. And she's got a notepad, man. She's taking, she's taking notes. She's good, good, That's good, a bad good for sign. Her. Good for her. Pray for me. Yes. But, you know, when when I have an argument with my wife or, oh, we have a we just have a just sort of a bad hair day, yeah. which you've never had and you don't experience that. But <laughs> even after a bad haircut, it's still a good hair day. It's still a good hair day for Tom. Thank you. Thank but, you. But, you know, when you have that, like, while that's a terrible experience, you know, it, it living in it in that moment, the reality is you're better for it at the end because that's when you exchange the I love yous. That's true. Right? The, the, the makeup kiss, the, the hug, the, you know, I'm really sorry. And, then, and when it's genuine and it's mutual, I mean, you're closer than you were before you had the argument. Right. And I think it's beautiful. And isn't that how we know when we're loved? It's more, more profound than when someone gives us a gift, even when that can be very powerful, receiving a knowing gift or a knowing act of kindness. Gee, I really needed this. That, of course, can be very powerful. But for someone to actually look upon you and your failings and specifically how you failed them mm-hmm. and to say, I see that, but I see beyond it and I see a person that I love. Right. That's when we when we have the capacity to receive that. That's when we actually know that we're loved. That's true. So I would imagine that that when Peter encountered the resurrected Jesus there on the on the, the at the shore of the Sea of Tiberias, right? They're sitting there, um, and you know, I imagine Peter didn't like himself much. I mean, think about this for a second. So these are the these are the apostles. They've been traveling around. They've been uh, hanging out with Jesus. They've been preaching in cities and synagogues, and they've been. Uh, you know, with the people, right, for three years in public ministry. Miracles. Right. And so after after the, the crucifixion, they're kind of like, well, we're fishing again. Twiddling their thumbs. I mean, did they go, did they go home, like, with their tail between their legs? I, I don't know that that's the case, and I'm not suggesting that. Like, some theologians are probably going like, mm-hmm. all right, get out the, uh, we're going to station here, we're going to write him a letter. He just, he just spoke heresy. My point is, you know, he probably was brooding a lot. I could imagine because his last memory of his like conversation with Jesus. Yeah. And then the Gospel of Luke shows us how Jesus and Peter's eyes met. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. At the realization and that's what caused him to weep bitterly. Mhm. And and the thing is, it's like I imagine he wasn't real happy with himself no. from that point forward. I, I think about people have had um a bad experience with a with a loved one, and their last experience was an argument before right. that loved one passed away in some untimely right. manner. Right? And it's just like their last experience was like I had just yelled at him or I just said some terrible words, mm-hmm. and then it's like that kind of unfinished business thing. And I imagine that Peter had a lot of unfinished business. Oh yeah, right. And so Jesus allows him in a profound way to 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 vocalize, to get out, and just to essentially to to be reconciled. Right. Right, and it's the perfect it's it's the perfect hall pass. It is. You know, another word that comes to mind here is self knowledge. You know, the fact that it's two words. All right, technically, <laughs> fair enough. This <laughs> was a hyphen. <laughs> but the reason those two words come to mind uh, is that God helps us self helps us find things within ourselves. Rather than just, you know, God can teach us things, but he can't learn things for, for us. Mm, yeah. And, and what, what Jesus is doing is helping Peter see his own limitations mm-hmm. and see where he really is. Do you agape me? 
you know I feel you, you mm-hmm. know, and, and he's he's having to be confronted with his own limitations, but that's important for him to understand where he is in relation to God and where he is in his faith walk. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, one of the most powerful confessions I ever had, I was at Seek as a uh, guest, and I went through a confession, and I listed off all these areas in my life where I was struggling, and I was frustrated, and I was impatient with myself or others, and or with God and his plan. And what the priest asked me to do is to reflect, uh, actually, it was on the walk of, of Emmaus. And he said, okay, Sam, what I want you to do is I want you to name as your penance, go before the Blessed Sacrament, name where you are in relation to this relationship, that situation, name it as detailed as possible, and then just say each time after you've fully named it, stay with me, Lord. Hmm. Just stay with me, Lord. This is where I am. Stay with me, Lord. Mm-hmm. It was life-changing. And I suppose that's exactly what Peter needed, and, and Jesus knew that. Mm-hmm. I just, I, again, I think about the, we've talked about it on this show a couple of times, but you know, in the upper room on the night of his arrest and all that stuff, and, 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 and then, of course, the, the crucifixion takes place, and they're like up in the upper room, locked in there, and the words out of Jesus' mouth, peace be with you. Like, rather than explain everything, it's like, this is what you need. Right after he crosses through a wall. Well, of course, it's you know, awesome. A little detail, little detail. <laughs> um, but 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 Jesus knows what we need, and the honest truth is, he gives us a, 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 the opportunity always to have what we need, and that's that's what's powerful. Again, going back to the confessional, right? Just turn. Yeah, it's just it requires whatever you've done. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that three-on-three kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, three betrayals, three opportunities to love Jesus. It just means that Jesus is going to meet you where you are, and he's going to match everything that you do. with Every sin you do, he matches with grace and more grace mm-hmm. and more grace. Just to help you understand, doesn't matter. No matter how many times you do, what you do, I've got the grace. I've got the love that's going to, to overcome all of that. We just have to trust that's and right. turn. That's right. And I have three cookies in my pockets, one for each of us, by the way, guys. <laughs> that sounds beautiful. I love you, Sam. I love you, too. I know. This is great. That's, <laughs> Tom's still not there yet. His heart is sorry. hardened. I'll eat his I'm cookie. Sorry. You can uh, have it. Yes, I'm Gladly. sure I can. Listen, so, guys, here's the thing. Um, we just, like, it's the Easter season. We rejoice. Jesus has risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, and he, he provides grace, and he provides love, and we need to just turn and receive it. Amen. Let's pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray for us sinners, sinners now at the hour of our, our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.